Welcome to more about officership, an open and honest discussion about officership in Australia. As we move towards One Australia Territory, host Captain Matt Reed is joined by officers from across the country to discuss the challenges and rewards of being an officer today. Now joining us today we have uh, a cadet who's a first year cadet, part of the Messengers of the Kingdom, uh, and that is Cadet Paul Trotter. So welcome to you, Paul. Thanks, Matt. Nice to have you with us. No problems at all. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right, Paul. Let's we we always start podcasts like this, so it's not it's not we're not treating you any differently. Um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, yep. where you've come from, um, and uh, you know some some of the goss, some of the goss, the good stuff, the good stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm from Geelong, uh, from the South Bowen core down there. Um, you buried for Geelong? Actually, I don't. I don't really. No, borrow, I don't borrow for any sort of team, um, okay. just love going to the footy. Yeah, um, for those people living across the border um, in New South Wales or Queensland, uh, Geelong is uh, very proud, has a very proud AFL tradition. So yeah, they do. Yeah, massively. Anyway. If you pretty much if uh, if you live in Geelong, you guarantee that someone in your family goes for Geelong. If not, your whole family is obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, fantastic place to live. Uh, absolutely loved it down there. So near, would, near Torquay, oh, down the beach. Torquay, near the beach there. Fantastic. 20 minutes to the beach uh, from where I was and 20 minutes to the bush. So ideal location. So highly recommend it for anyone who wants to a uh, holiday, head down there towards Geelong that way. So that's that's fantastic down there. Um, yeah, so I have uh, three sisters and a brother as well. Um, not really much in regards to church. Um Parents still attend church, so you attend the South Island Corps as well, yep. um, along with my little sister who's actually uh, 18 years younger than me. So there's a interesting oh, fact for you guys. Hello. Well, how old are you? Uh, I am 31. 30, oh. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she's 18 years younger, which makes yep. her... Yep. Yeah. Good. Oh, that's interesting. It is. A gift. It is. Yes, definitely. All right. Um, what else? Um... What else? Uh, umpire VFL football. Um, so I've been doing oh, that yes. now. Yep. So I've been doing that now for five years, continuing this year. So it's been a bit of a balancing act in between college and footy. So um, even as a residential cadet in the training college? That's correct. Um, you're yep. continuing with your umpire. Now, what, what sort of a commitment does that take? Um, it's a big commitment. Um, so... Uh, with my discipline, I only have to train one night a week um, with the actual group themselves. What do you mean discipline? Um, so there's three different um, types of umpires. So you've got a field umpire, boundary umpire and goal umpire. Um, so I'm a goal umpire. So we only have to train one night a week. A stick with man. Group. Stick man. Yep. yep. So one night flag a week. Flag, flag man. Flag man. Yep. yep. Uh, one night a week with the group. Um, so normally leave the college at about four and get back at about eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. Um, and then pretty much my whole Saturday is gone with umpiring commitments. Um, and then I try and train outside of that about three additional nights, sometimes four nights a week as well. So there's a, a quite a big and commitment. Is that travel? Lots of travel involved in that? Uh, it can be. Um, yeah. do, you get, do you get paid all right for it? Okay. Just, yeah, I'm not, not asking no, you a number. No. I just want to know. <laughs> no, it's um, it's a reasonable price. It's actually, it helps um, in regards to the living expenses being at college. So 
yeah, no, it's a nice little bonus to have. Cashed up, is that what you're saying? Not cashed up, but... Uh, on um, a weekly basis. But, it's, but uh, yeah, I get paid weekly with that, so... All right, what did, what did you do for work before you came to college? Um, so I worked for a company called Southern Star Windows, just in their internal office there, um, pretty much assisting the customer care manager in, in running the office um, and also... Overseeing the ordering of all our external um, reps on the road, um, our interstate guys who put their orders through our um, branch in Geelong, um, and then pretty much assisted in Metricon, which was our second biggest customer. So doing all their quotations and orderings for their did big you, projects. Did you start in the office? No, I actually started down in the factory. Um, probably the worst job that you could ever have um, in the factory. I was cleaning out the powder coat booth. So the what powder coat booth? Oh. Yeah, so worst was pretty much the worst job you could have in the in the company. So, oh, how long did you do that for? Um, so I did that for probably about three months. Okay, um, and then they asked me to move on to treatment. Um, so I was treating and then um, treating and powder coating after that. Yeah. And then they asked me to move to the end of the line, um, which is unloading. No, no, the nobody line. has a clue what any of those things no. mean, by the way. So unloading, <laughs> um, unloading the line and. Um, sort of putting stuff to where it needs to be distributed because we had um, branches interstate, but then we also had what they call uh, licensees, so people who purchase our product and then manufacture their own windows and then sell them to their yeah, customers. Cool. All right. um, and then pretty much within six months, I was assistant uh, supervisor in the powder coat line. And then eight months after that, they asked if I'd uh, be interested in moving into the office. Nice. Southernstars.com.au, get your windows. That's uh, all right. We need a sponsor win, for win, the Windowsandbuilds.net. <laughs> <laughs> or windowsandbuilds.net. All right, that's good. Now, you grew up at, in Geelong. Yep. Uh, you attended the Geelong Corps for a little while and yep. then you were at uh, South Bow. And tell us, yep. tell us a little bit of the stuff you are involved in before you came to to college? Yeah, so um, there's a lot of youth and children's um, programs I was involved in down there. Um, when I was at Geelong Corps um, for probably about 12 months, I was actually coordinator of their um, kids club. Um, so I did that for yeah, about six months until they actually employed someone full-time to come in and, and run that and okay. oversee the children's ministries down there. Great. Um, and then, yeah, once I moved to South Bowen Corps, got inside the um, outreach van, so um, assisted with that. Um, tell tell us a well. bit about that because I think there's a lot of corps now that sort of do outreach van type yep. things, but what was the experience <laughs> at South Bowen? Yeah, so uh, the outreach van that we have down there was that we would um, – we have a couple of different locations which would go to um, each Wednesday night. Um, and we would either give a hot drink, something to eat, clothes, um, or whatever the need may be at that time um, for the people in that area, um, in that situation. So some of the people we came in contact with were actually were homeless, mm. uh, but then there were other people we come in contact with who were sort of on that borderline of sort of. Being and this was an outreach of the core, outreach like of the a core. Yeah, was, good. yeah, so it was actually it's actually all run through the core yeah. um, with assistance from one of the local schools who they actually go out on a Sunday night. So the actual school does that themselves. So oh, it was wow. an issue. They wanted to come to us and said, "What's a way that we can assist?" Um, and they put their hand up to do, to do it on a specific night. So it's done through the core, but the school actually does it themselves. Yeah. And your core officers at the. Uh, Mel and Tracy Davis. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, if so, you live near the beach. Yep. Twenty minutes from the bush. You're a VFL umpire. You got a good job making windows and doing the other bits and pieces you're talking about. Yep. And now you are part of the messengers of the kingdom. Yep. Why? Um, so it would have been probably two and a half, maybe three years ago now that I felt God was calling me to full time ministry in some sense. 
Um, I didn't know what that would entail. Um, <laughs> but you didn't think it was this. I didn't think it was definitely <laughs> going to be this, that's for sure. Um, because I've been working with children and youth, um, I thought that it may entail sort of youth ministry or children's ministry in some sense yep. full time, um, but not knowing exactly what that looked like. Um, so then I was applying for jobs um, and became, was unsuccessful in a, quite a lot of those jobs. Um, in ministry jobs? Yeah, in ministry jobs. Okay. Um, well, like for kids and youth sort yeah, of stuff? Yeah, for kids and youth stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, it was sort of come down to, um, I think, a lot, even though I had that experience, it was, um, I think a lot of people see my age as a deterrent at that time. Because a lot of the time when I was applying, I was sort of about 27, 28. Um, and a lot of people who were getting the stuff were, were a little bit older than what I was. Yeah. Um, and also because I didn't have that study um, behind me in that relevant area, even though I had all that experience. Um, so, yeah, I applied for a position one day um, and thought, you know what, really hit um, all their criteria um, and then they said that my application was late and <laughs> I turned around and said, well, actually where it was advertised there's an application close date. So there's a bit of to and froing going backwards and forwards there. It's always good when you <laughs> when you want to work for someone, you pick a fight right from the start. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and they pretty much said that um, due to having the same qualifications as everyone else and because my application was late, I, wouldn't have, I wasn't getting an interview. Um, so I turned around and said, well, if my application was in on time, I would have got an interview and I said yes. So I wasn't too impressed about that. Don't don't say where it was because... No, I won't. <laughs> I really... I'll, I'll ask you after. <laughs> um, but then I... Um, yeah, then I was in my ki- in a, my friend's kitchen one day and um, we were just cooking away and they turned around and said, oh, I actually told God I wouldn't say this to anyone again, but um, I feel like he's telling me to tell you, um, have you ever thought about officership? And six months prior to that, I'd been speaking to... Um, Cap- this was a friend from the Corps? No, this was just a friend of mine who okay. um, attended the Salvation Army. Yep. Um, had mentioned this. And six months earlier, I'd been um, speaking to Pete and Di Hobbs in regards to possibly auxiliary lieutenancy um, or even possibly cadet an appointment. Um, so so Pete and Di Hobbs, <laughs> for those who don't know, uh, on the Bellarine Peninsula, so, which is yep. kind of like... 20 minutes? Yeah, 20, 25 Southbound, minutes. Southbound, yep. depends who's driving. Yeah, that's um, right. And they, they run, what do they run? You tell us what they um, run because... Yeah, it, so it's sort of a, most people wouldn't uh, probably know what actually happens down there. Um, so it's sort of, um, so it is a church, but it's not a traditional setup of a church that they would normally run. So they, it's for them, it's more building up a community and yeah. building the church from the community. So then that way, when they actually get reappointed, um, the church, the actual community is running it. And actually the thriving of the church comes from community based rather than actually being based inside four walls of an actual building. Yeah, which is good, which is, but it's hard. It's very hard. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they're trying discerning the, the genuineness of people that you're actually coming in contact with. Cause, because cause you don't actually th- have a building, um, people don't necessarily see it as church. When are you going to start a real church? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's one of the things because we, we gather gather for worship. We sort of pull people in and, and then we send them out. Mm. But... Um, if you don't pull them in, you just send them. That's right. Is that kind of how it works? Pretty much, yeah. So, um, Anyway, can I just say, if you want to yeah. know more about Bellarine Peninsula <laughs> Salvos, go to their uh, Facebook pages. Heaps of stuff on there. Yep. Anyway, I'll just no, that's mention fine. that. Um, yeah, so yeah, I had a conversation with those guys um, six months prior to my friend mentioning this in their kitchen. Um, and then I sort of went away and thought about it a little bit, um, but not too much really. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Um, and then, oh, I don't think so. And then, um, and then my dad sort of oh, here um, we go. asked me, bringing the big guns. My dad asked me about a week later um, how I went with the 
job. Um, and I turned around and said, well, actually, I was unsuccessful. And then he turned around and said, well, have you thought about officership? And so I'm like, oh, okay, here we go, you know, and sort of contemplated a little bit more but not in too much depth, you know, this isn't for me sort of stuff. Mm. And then it would have been two weeks later where I was sitting at work actually at my desk and we are having a conversation with about – uh, there's about three or four of us having a conversation and then everything that was stated that was stated in that conversation yep. pinpointed to officership and not one person in that room knew that what that's was what I was on. going through at that time. Right. So um, these are, are non-Christians? Non-Christian just people. kind of pointing you in this pointing direction? pointing me in this direction, had absolutely yeah. no idea what was going on in my Watch life out. at that time. Um, so to me that was the turning point in regards to, you know what, I'm – God's heading me in this direction of, of officership mm. um, and that's pretty much when I'd uh, sort of prayed about it for probably about a month, two months um, and then started my application process after that. Yeah. Wow. So you're here now, yep. obviously. So you've, you've kind of burnt some – not burnt, I was going to say burnt some bridges. You've burned the plough. You've mm. kind of left good employment – yeah, home. Yeah, very stable environment. Yeah. Um, so that was quite difficult. So that's one of do. the things that a lot of people struggle with, though. This mm. idea of I have everything that I kind of need mm. or want, maybe. Yeah. Um, what What did they say to you that made you say, "Well, actually, I'm going to leave all that behind. I'm going to leave the comfort of what I know, move into a completely different space, trusting God. I get mm. all that, but there's there's that's a hard. Mm. It's a hard step to make. Yeah. Why? What, what What was it about it that you thought, actually, this is the only way I'm going to do this? Um, I think for me, um, obviously, there's different options you can have these days in regards to if you are called to officership. Um, True. But for me, the realisation that the best training for me was going to happen on site. Um, and... I think as, as a residential as a cadet. residential yeah. cadet, um, and I think the support that I actually got from my family, my church, but also my workplace with that as well. Um, even though I was leaving a safe environment and a secure environment, and heading into a dramatically unknown, the support that they those guys gave me um, during that time, and knowing that it was going to be a difficult thing, that that it really really helped me thrive. To, to get to that and then actually come to the realisation, you know what, it may be difficult um, but at the same time this is what God is calling me to do mm-hmm. and allowing me to the opportunity to step in that place. And I think it also um, for me it was I actually knew a couple of people coming in as well um, so that made mm-hmm. it a little bit easier for me personally yeah. um, to be able to do that. So yeah. Can I ask a really personal question and yeah, if you don't we can cut it out. No, that's fine. <laughs> At any stage since you've been here, mm. have you ever thought about going back? Oh, yep. Yep, definitely. Um, I think... When I say going I, yeah, back, just yeah, I, I think back you, to the world yeah, I think that you, you knew. I think if you wouldn't be human if you didn't. Yeah. Um, I think the reasons being is because you, you're challenged um, and you're challenged in all different ways. Um you know, I've been challenged in some of the beliefs that I have um, and my understanding of how I see things as well has challenged me and at times it actually gets to the point where you go, you know what, I'm done. Um, I don't want to actually have to face this anymore. I want to think about this anymore. I don't want to think about this anymore. Yeah. Um, and you actually have that thought of, you know what, I'm, you know, I'm ready to go. I, I want to go back to that 
secure, safe yeah. place that I was in. Um, but It is a very natural thing but it's also something that we don't talk about very often. No, and, and I think at the same time for me, I think it was the support of the other cadets and the staff here which were able to, you know, assist me in sort of going, well, actually you're, you're doing this, um, you know, you're doing this because God, God's called you to do it. Um, and actually working through those things in regards to what I was being challenged in, in Mm. myself and actually working through that and processing that rather than just sitting on it and just going, nah, I'm done. Just let it fester. Yeah. So what is the thing that has challenged you the most? Is there one thing that you would say would stick out amongst all the things that have, you know, that you've experienced or that you've been a part of? Is there anything that challenges you more than others? I wouldn't say anything's really challenged me more than others. Um, I think because the way that things are actually perceived at at core and the way that things are actually taught and shown at core is completely different to what it actually is when you come in and you actually start studying it, delving deeper into it. Mm. Um, From my personal experience, I don't know if anyone else's, is is that a lot of the time it's just surface level stuff. Um, at, at core um, and, and not, it's not until you sort of come into or go into this sort of environment where you're actually digging deep and really deep into it is where you start to get challenged or a lot of questions that you may not have experienced before actually come up from other people in your class or even mm. just from your lecturers which then you actually start to second guess what you actually believe um, or what you've been taught or actually perceive it in a completely different different mm. way with not being challenged but just seeing and in, in, perceiving in a different way altogether. Has there been any classes that you've gone to thinking, I can't believe I've got to sit through this and then like mind blown? <laughs> Has there been any of those kind of moments? Like, um, I mean, everyone gets pretty excited <laughs> about doctrine and yeah. theology and stuff like that but has there been anything that you thought, no, that's... I've got a good handle on this and then, well, this is, oh, we're kind of, we're digging deeper, Yeah, we're, we're spending more time kind of lingering around stuff. Is there any, any subjects that I'd grab you? I'd say the two would be theology and New Testament, definitely. Um, so, yeah, just sort of Is going... Is that Couchman? Is he uh, yeah, messing so with your head? Couchman and Reese. Reese Miller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So both of them. And, yeah. and one thing you'll... And one thing you'll find is what I'm learning now is that there's a lot more questions than answers. Um, but at the same time, because of those questions, it's wanting you... You're wanting to dig deeper Um to find those answers, but even you continue to find more questions. But at the same time, your relationship with God grows stronger and you understand, the understanding will grow a little bit stronger, but then at the same time you need to be aware that you're actually not going to understand everything. I think the key thing is the more you look for answers, the more questions you get. 100%. <laughs> and that's okay. Like you just yeah. keep that, – that's that's learning. That's a lifetime yeah. of learning and a lifetime of yep. kind of understanding who God is and yep. – it means different things at different times for us, I suppose. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's good. Um, what about now that you're here, you're, you obviously got some experience with mm. core-based stuff. Tell us a little bit about, for those who aren't familiar with kind of, I mean, the college stuff, there's classes, there's, you know, all the razzmatazz. Yeah. But what what sort of stuff are you experiencing core placement-wise? You're doing some good stuff? Yeah, so for one of my electives, I actually attended Recovery Church, um, which oh, is completely now. different. To is this at Mooney Valley? Mooney Valley. Okay, so we yep. did actually did a podcast with Erin Maines, yep. and the woman is a firebrand. She is right? um, so fantastic. I don't know what which episode it is, but if you go, if you want to have a listen to her story and what they're doing down at Mooney Valley, just some brilliant yep. stuff. Anyway, go yeah, on. Yeah, and um, one of the things I actually um, that hit me the most and 
it's actually made me reflect quite a bit is the honesty that they have there, the open and honesty that comes from that. They don't hide anything. Um, and it actually got me questioning myself is, well, if they can be like that in that environment, what's stopping the church from having exactly the same environment as well? What'd you come up with? I'm still, <laughs> I'm still working <laughs> on that. It's, uh, <laughs> it's one of those difficult questions, I think, that, um, yeah. You, well, the truth is that they can. They can, and it's they can, a, and they should. They should definitely. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's they don't, and I think that's the the big problem. Yeah, um, not always. You're right. Uh, and it, yeah, and for me, that was one of the big things um, going to the recovery church, but also just seeing the the camaraderie in the community. And I think it was a matter of fact that a lot of them they were there because they wanted to be there, yeah. and they weren't there because they sort of it was a family it's not thing routine. or whatever. Yeah. No. Um, so yeah, absolutely loved that. Um, and my Sunday placement at the moment, I'm at uh, Wyndham City. Um, oh, so yeah. just involved there in um, leading uh, meetings and, and preaching at the moment. So Is that with um, Kim and Steve? Kim and Steve, yeah. yeah. Okay. We did a podcast with them too, so check that out. They got, <laughs> it's an old reception building, isn't it? It is an old reception yeah. building. Yeah, it's, uh, cool. it's fantastic. But they have some there, great so. missional stuff too. Like they have the, like the, the bank of showers out the back. They do the community meals. And yeah, so they've, they've got some um, pretty cool stuff happening. So we actually did a community meal um, down there one of the Saturday nights, um, uh, Sunday nights, sorry, and a lot of the people that actually attend don't attend the church on the Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, so be able to make those connections and, and have those chats to people um, from that. Um, there was actually one guy that I was chatting to from that community meal who actually then attended uh, the Sunday after in the morning service and then to be able to continue the conversation yeah. with him and to well, build that relationship from that, um, that's fantastic. But that's then, how it starts though. And that's how it starts. And, you know, even with the um, the showers that they have down there, you know, they'll have people just um, – I know that there's one guy who would walk in on a Sunday morning and, and use the showers while all the services going on and all that sort of stuff. So to even have that those facilities and, and – Have you seen the cellar, be, the wine cellar? Oh, Down no, I the, haven't yet. Go and ask, have a look at it. It's I will, good. <laughs> I'll have to, definitely. All right. Is there anything else? Is there anything that you would say is a word of encouragement to people who are in the, I guess, the same place you were 12 months ago thinking, actually, is, is God calling me to something else? Or, I mean, you're, a, yeah. you're an officer, you know, you've got mm. that. Is there something that you would say to people? I think there's a couple of things. Um, so if you're actually seriously considering officership, um, talk it over with um, close friends um, and people that you, who will tell you the truth um, rather than actually tell you what you want to hear. Yes. Um, I think that's important and that's a very important thing to get the people around you who will tell you what you... Uh, you know, not you what you want to hear, but what you... You don't want people just to is. tickle your ears. You yeah. want people to... Yeah, yep. yeah, definitely. Um, and make sure if you can get a supportive group around you um, as well. Um, but pray about it. Um, for me, that was because I wanted to be certain um, that it was what God was calling me to do. Um, definitely pray about it and and have discussions with, with people about that as well. Um, but and if you are actually seriously considering coming into officership, I'd also highly suggest even looking at doing a unit prior to coming in as well. Yeah. Um, so then it gives you an idea of, of what you're, you're possibly going to be coming into as yeah. well. For me, um, one of the biggest things was coming back into study after not studying for 13 years. <laughs> so, um, you know, if you are seriously considering... What was I that like? Because I, I, I resonate with that. But the whole idea of you're doing your trade, you're doing your work, all of a sudden you're, you're submitting assignments to be assessed, yeah. you know. What was that like? 
Is it, it's, it's not easy. It's not. It was very daunting at first. <laughs> uh, very daunting at first. Just don't hand um, them in. I've also tried that as well. <laughs> um, very daunting at first. Um, but the support that you get from your, your lecturers and um, the School for Mission and Theology, who are the guys who sort of oversee the, the academic side of it, um, they'll assist you if you ask. Um, yeah. So if you're unsure on how well, to, to help. If you're unsure to write an, how to write an essay, they'll they'll prompt you in ways how to do that. If you don't get the um, context of, of what the question is relating to, you can go ask the yeah. questions and they'll sort of, they won't give you the answers, well, but they'll should. direct you in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it's very daunting in in that regard, um, but the support that, that that is around to be able yeah. to assist with that is fantastic. Um, and you know what, um, for my, uh, especially the academic side, um, if you're not act- academic like me, um, don't set your expectations too high, I would yeah. say. That's good. Paul, thanks for taking the time to have a chat with us. If you are interested in asking Paul any questions, you can email him or you can come to the college and he'll buy you a kebab and take you for a tour or something. But um, I bless you, mate, for sharing honestly and openly. Um, And, uh, you know, we look forward to see what God's going to do in the next couple of years and then obviously beyond that as well. So No problems. Thanks. Thanks, mate. If you've got any questions, uh, like I said, you can email Paul or you can email me or you can uh, leave a, a comment on the Facebook page and I'll get them to Paul uh, and do that. Just a reminder, subscribe uh, to the Candidates Podcast. It is uh, more about officership. Uh, If you go there or you go to the Salvo Studios um, website, uh, you can uh, hook up there. Great to have you uh, company. Thanks, Paul, and um, bless you all. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for joining us for more about Officership. You can join the conversation at facebook.com forward slash SA Candidates Australia. If you want to explore Officership further, please speak to your local core officer or candidate secretary. The Salvation Army needs more leaders. Is God asking for more of you?